As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi guys, my name is Tamika Newhouse, best-selling author of Sugar Hill and the publisher of Delphine Publications, and you are tuned to Traces of Mika Season 2, The Other Side of Healing. Well, the situation that made me walk away from my children last summer had a lot to do with my ex-husband. So, I'm again, I require my children to be great. You know, I want them to have good grades. They room needs to be on order. Mm-hmm. Um, look good when you go outside. So when Deja talks about, oh, I was called ugly and stupid. No, she wasn't. Mm-hmm. When you are a parent and you're taking care of your children every day, day to day, one of your, 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 your roles as that parent is to make sure your children look good. Yeah. They get good grades. Smell good. Smell good. Um, they are, they're learning, they're, they're, uh, learning life skills as well as books skills. Like they're, they're, you, you have to teach them in every single way in life. So I had to tell you when you wasn't looking your great, your, your, your best. I had to tell you when you wasn't, um, making the best grades. And then there are consequences to every action. Right. So if you don't get good grades, then you don't get punished for that or you get grounded for that. But see, when I did those things, she would then go and talk with her dad, who would then say, I don't know why mama's doing that. I don't know why she, I wish she wouldn't do that. Like, just co-signing, like they buddies and friends. Like, what are we doing, sir? When you are, co-parenting is supposed to be a partnership. Right. You're supposed to be on the same page. My children have never been abused by me. Um, Have I been, um, have, do I have a, I guess an effect on the emotional state. Yes, because I've dealt with my own um, happy unhappiness and my own grief, my own anger. Because I'm human. Right. I'm allowed to to do these things. I'm allowed to have these moments. Just because I have these moments doesn't mean I'm not a good person. Right. But it was amplified for my children, so that one, I could be disliked. Two, so he can come back into the home. And it weighed on me heavily. Even so the, the the children would even lie to you know CPS. I had CPS at my house three times, interviewing me, asking me was I abusing my children, because my children would go and say these stories because they wanted to just go to their dad. Um, and every single time, you know, obviously they realized what was going on, but 
that that that's hurtful. That's very like y'all, not y'all, but when you process this, I'm a human being. Right. I have my ex husband doing this. I have my children doing this. But then I'm supposed to walk around smiling. I'm supposed to walk around being joyous when all this. I'm doing all this chaos. I just right. how would that doesn't even add up. So I reacted to the things that are being done to me. And when I knew that I wasn't the best person for my children to be around, because Georgia is, it's just me here. And then I have my built-in family. I have you and I have other friends who, that's my built-in family. Right. But my blood is all in Texas. Yeah. And I wanted my children to, to now experience being around their family because, you know, I'm dealing with my own unhappiness. I'm right. dealing with my own going through depression. I'm going through my my highs and my lows, but as far as my emotions, sometimes I can't even get out of bed. And that's not the best thing for children to be around. Right. So you know what I did? <laughs> and I did, and hands this guy regret this. Um, but I got a house in Texas. I remember. So the kids can be there with my sister, with their dad, and I and I be here. Because this being in Georgia is where I'm happy. This is where I like to be. And I just come back and forth. I had an agreement with my 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 ex husband where he would obviously pay the bills and you know mm-hmm. cover everything because I did everything. I got the house for y'all. Right. So take care of the bills, pay the rent. Get there, he didn't do that. Yeah. He and my children got there, he didn't pay rent not one time. Maybe one time. Maybe one. Let me give him one if I remember. And then it got to the point where I had to pay because now if I don't pay, it's going to go on my credit. It's going to start ruining everything I've been trying to build. And little by little, my bank account is going like this. And he's still doing nothing. Still doing nothing. Living in my house. Yeah. But yet, still, I'm the issue. I'm the problem. I'm trying every single option. For everybody to be happy. So if I, I get this house and now I got to pay for the house too. Even though now we ain't even married. So you still don't want to do anything. And then the children are still upset with me. When now I can't even afford to pay for this house over here. Right. Now I'm to the point where my, my emotional, my mental state has taken over. And I'm not even as functional as I used to be. So my money is depleting in every single way. So last year... When I walked away from being a mother, doing the day-to-day task of being a mother, I walked away from my companies. I walked away from other relationships, some French. I was letting a lot of things go. Um, yeah, and um, I need to. I need to just focus on me. I just need to focus on me. Well, you said some key little nuggets right there that I want to tap in on. So. Because you did all this, because you was Captain Save a Hole with everything, right? You had that cape on. Right. And Captain you <laughs> and you had the idea in your head for your storybook life. Do you think Deja, because she's so similar to you, had her own ideas of what this storybook life was going to be? And now you were what was interrupting yes. her storybook life? Yes. So that is maybe what is more her frustration because it's not 
You know, because I don't want this to be like, oh, you know, everybody's against Mika. I don't think that. But I do think in terms of Deja being a girl, being a kid, and being so much like you. Right. I think she may have had a storybook life built in her head. And now, because you said it, you have your highs and lows, your mental grief, your mental stuff that you've been going through. I think Deja may have those same components. She did. And so, do you think that it's more of a depression and she doesn't really know what that is or what it looks like because she wants her parents together, because she wants you in Texas, because she wants that more than she's just mad at you because you got your own mental stuff that we're that you're going through. Right. So like let's talk about that. And now when you're saying that, analyze that in the point of Deja. To answer your question, yes. Okay. Deja went through a time period where um she was cutting. Yeah. And she talks about it now, which is why I'm o- I'm okay with, you know, with even mentioning it. Because she's she's on the other side of healing on, on that. And so she used to cut. Um and she was just so unhappy, and I was so unhappy too. Mm-hmm. So I know that yes, we in in junior, he was so unhappy. And it's so frustrating that one person mm-hmm. can change a dynamic of three lives in that way. Right. For me, I was so unhappy because my children were so unhappy. And there was there was no way for me to really make it right. Either I allowed this man to come back into my home, into my space. And then now I'm just unhappy and he just do whatever the hell he wants to do because I care about what my children think. Um, or I separate. I purposely keep him out of my children's life. And then I'm looked at bad in that way, too, because how do you keep a man away from his children? What are my options here? Right. Um, Deja definitely was going through her mental battle. And... I honestly feel that if her dad would have said, because it doesn't, I, I've, I've told Deja, I love you yeah. so many different times. I've, I've hugged Deja so many times. Um, I've taken Deja with me and I've shared my dreams. Uh, we've had private moments. We've had yeah. vulnerable moments. Um, you know, I've been in, in therapy for six years now, just dealing with my own mental health. Mm-hmm. And I've brought my children in. They have their own sessions. Um, my children have sports. They have bands or they have concerts. I'm there at every single one. Mm-hmm. You know, overextending myself because just trying to show them that, hey, I'm here. I love you. Mm-hmm. Like, where where is this unhappiness coming from? Why are you so unhappy? Right. What else do I have to do? Die? <laughs> like, is that the option? Um, and it was just, I, I, I knew that I couldn't technically save her in that moment because I couldn't save myself. I didn't know what, what the hell to do with my own self. Right. I was still trying to figure it out myself. And if she would have had a father who was selfless, a father who says, I love you. I messed up. Right. Your mom is, she's doing a great job. She's doing all of this. She's doing that. I haven't done anything. Well, he don't tell me have to do that, but come on, let's speak some truth and some honesty. I'm not, I haven't provided or done anything to help you guys. Right. But don't 
put that energy towards your mom. It's, it's okay. I'm here. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Those were never the conversations. And, and I, this is not just for me guessing. Mm-hmm. I walked away from my children last summer because my, my daughter had a secret phone. Oh, Lord. Yes. Let's get into the secret phone. <laughs> the secret phone, y'all. My daughter had a secret phone for six months because I went back through the messages. Mm-hmm. And one of the longest threads was with her dad. So her dad knew that she had this secret phone. So one, you're teaching your daughter to sneak and lie and disrespect her mom continuously, still. Yeah. Then the messages, then you're talking about me with your child as if I'm a stranger, a hoe on the street. He clearly told his daughter that I made their lives miserable. Yeah. He clearly told his daughter and co-sign, I don't like her. I don't know why she does that. She's so ridiculous or she's so extra. Um, she's so mean. I hate her. Like, all these hateful, hateful words. And this is something that he has done since Deja was seven, eight years old. And definitely escalated when I kicked him out of my home. Like, you can dislike me. You can have issues with me all day, every day. Whatever that issue may be. Because I, I gave so much. Right. So even with that, you should be appreciative that I did those things and I didn't have to. When my husband was convicted of raping another woman who he still had relations with after the fact, let me put that out there. Yeah. I still was like, you know what? I don't want you living on the street. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you some time, you know, to get your, get your footing for you to be all right. Mm-hmm. And you can go on. But he used that time to just use with my niceness and whatever I wanted to offer him. You gave me so much right now. I'm just saying. So, I've been sitting over here just wanting to ask you this question. Oh, God, what? So, you keep talking about your mental illness and your mental state and things like that. Did you discover this during... This time frame, or did you discover it after? And how do you feel that your mental well-being contributed to what's going on right now? Um, I knew something was wrong with my brain because there are time periods that I don't quite remember. I don't even remember half of my pregnancy with my son. So then my son is 13. So this is something that's been happening but then again when you look at my 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 time you know every year mm-hmm. and a lot of women we go through this black women which is why they call us strong we don't get the chance to heal we don't get the chance to reflect on the right. things that have happened to us no. so i would experience things i would experience trauma um disappointments whatever the case may be and i would just keep going i didn't have the chance Right. Even with being married, I didn't have the chance. Right. Like to just heal or to just be or to just be Mika. I didn't have the chance to do that. So over the years that built up um it, it built up something inside of me that one summer I couldn't control. I talk about this on season one of Trace of Mika where you found me. Yeah. I don't know, face down, whatever. I, it was one of these days where this was it. 
I wanted to just be done with life. I wanted to be done with every single thing. And it and, and it had nothing, it had nothing to do with one specific thing. Mm-hmm. It was just everything. Life. Life was hard. Mm-hmm. And and I wasn't receiving a lot of love and a lot of support at all. I mean, I didn't have an overseer. All of my grandparents are gone. Um, my close aunts and uncles gone or away in Texas. Um, my mother dead, my, my father never around, my sister in and out of jail. Like it's, it's these constant things where I don't have that many people to turn to. And yes, my, my, who I am, the makeup of me, those three people, my children and my ex-husband, they were a huge factor in who I am now, who I was even then. I wasn't the best person to be around, which is why Deja can say or feel that way. Right. Because when you don't really like someone, she doesn't like me. My daughter does not like me, as you can clearly see. Um, when someone tells you something, if I see her say, oh, girl, you the, your hair, it doesn't quite fit, you know, fit. Or you looking at, you know, that's not the best outfit. It, it comes off like me saying, oh, your hair ugly. Or, oh, you look like trash. It comes off negative. She's never going to receive what I say in a positive light, period, ever, until that wall is broken down. And, of course, me and her have had this conversation about her, how she receives my words. And I've gotten way better with delivering them softer because I used to be a little rough with them. (laughs) But um, she she would come back and be like, well... I'm not sure um, if anyone else or if dad is the issue. Um, I don't know. Um, I just think that um, we just have to work on our relationship. This is her talking to me. Yeah. I just feel like we just have to work on our relationship. And I told Deja, I said, well, that's, that's you're absolutely right. But there's mm-hmm. two people in this. Before now, I didn't say anything about how I felt because I'm the mother. Right. I'm not supposed to sit here and just tell you when I'm sad or when things going on in my life. I don't put my burdens on my children. You're not supposed to. I'm not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. So with me not putting my burdens on my children, it comes off like I don't care because their dad puts his burdens on them. They right. they knew every time he was going through it. Yeah. And then I was supposed to come in and help him not go through it. That's just wrong. Right. So I was telling her, I'm like, okay, well. Now that you're older, let's have this conversation. It's two people in this thing, mother and a daughter. What are you contributing to this, this dynamic and to this relationship? What she said. They she says nothing. Deja normally says nothing. She kind of just blinks out and just says nothing. Um, she tries in different acts, like cooking, or she may get me something, or she may want to watch me, but it's, she it's like she has to try with me. It's not natural. It's not natural at all. And you guys may be wondering, where is she at? Where, where, why is she ain't part of this conversation? She's in Texas. She chose to leave. She went back. Even after I asked her, or we talked about us working on our dynamic, she didn't want to be here. And I said, okay. So let me ask you this question. And take yourself out of it. Just look at your relationship and your dynamic with your children. And from the outside looking in, do you think you were abusive of any time with them? Or do you think you were just tough loving it? 
because that's two different things. And sometimes people true. put it in the same content, but it's not. My tough love. Um, I had my moments where I could have been a little bit more softer, mm-hmm. or I had my moments where I probably could have delivered it better. But was I abusive? No. Um, does it have a effect um, on a person? Yeah, just like the the good, the bad, the indifferent has an effect. Right. But was I abusive? No. Um, what I've learned the most about parenting, or just being a single mother, is communicating more. Right. Um, and being all right with not just getting it right. Right. Um, I just wish that I had a, a really good partner on that end to kind of help uh, that dynamic, basically. My children would have been a lot happier. So, Mr. Junior Newhouse, can you tell us who you are? Like, I know I call you Junior, but who are you besides just Junior? Um, my my full name is Marcus Evans Newhouse Jr. I'm 13. Um, I'm the son and assistant of Tamika Newhouse, Ooh. founder of AMBC, and she made um, Black 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 Writers Weekend. I mean, you still got that swag. I mean, we probably still sell some books. When you were little, y'all, when he was little. I used to take him to the flea market on Saturdays out here and have him selling books. And how much money you would get for a book that every book you sold? I don't know, like five dollars. I he, was making money. He cleared out my trunk. I would borrow him from his mama every weekend and at the events. So come through. You still got that swag. I can do it. I can do it every week. Oh, okay. I may have to for a price. For a price? You charging me? Of course I am. I would charge everybody. You ain't no different. <gasps> I thought it was your girlfriend. Well, you are my girlfriend, but still. Okay. I need some money. We got to talk about this off camera because you put me on blast <laughs> on camera. You supposed to be like, I got you, Miss Nicola. <laughs> Dang. We ain't got that relationship no more. I, we do. It's just. Texas brought this out. I mean, like, whoa. Like, what happened in Texas, son? Where's my baby? <laughs> I ain't no baby no more. I'm a teenager. Oh, okay. How was Texas? Did you miss me while you were in Texas? I missed everybody when I was in Texas. So what happened? Did you like it there? Uh, well, there were uh, there were some ups, but it was mostly downs. Downs. What what happened? Um, my dad. Um, my dad's um, new girlfriend is Keisha. Um, we had a lot of problems at first. <laughs> Um, and I what? didn't, I didn't have my own room. Mm-hmm. I shared, I shared a room with two people, then three. Um, I moved down to the, um, living room for like a few months and I moved back up. Wasn't comfortable anywhere. And then we moved and like everyone's, everyone's, um, emotional relationship got worse. It was a lot. Okay, so look, I only want you to say what you're comfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. And this is just a conversation in terms of, like, your mom and Deja's relationship. But I guess we kind of do need to know how you feel because you've been the, the young man of the house through everything. So when you say things were going up and down, like, did you want to go to Texas originally? 
I, well, no, not really. I wanted to stay here, but um, it wasn't really my choice. Oh, wow. Like, what happened to you being a kid? Like, what made you think you had to go? Well, it's mostly my sister, because I, oh, I, I, I want to stick no, to my sister thick and through, because even if I don't like, or even if I don't like her, I love her, and she's still my sister. Right. So you want to protect your sister. Okay. So how was Texas? Besides the living arrangements. Um, it was okay. Well, not not okay actually. My school was awful. My my relationships with everybody in there was deteriorating, except for probably my uncle. Um, I was usually hungry. My dad usually wasn't there. He was gone for like hours at a time. I barely saw him. Wasn't good. What do you mean hungry? There wasn't food in the house? Like, or you just didn't want to cook it? Why, what do you mean you were hungry? Um, well, I didn't, I don't know how to cook things, so, and I was, most of the time I was either home alone or with my, uh, with Deja, and Deja was usually in her room, in, in somebody's room, um, watching TV or something, so I usually had to fend for myself. And when I did find for myself, there was usually nothing in there. And I didn't know how to cook, so I was usually just left there, just having to, like, um, I had to, like, pick food um, every few days that I had to eat. But I wasn't hungry, hungry. It was just that. There wasn't much food in the house. Did you tell your mom you weren't happy with that? Um, no, I didn't. Why not? It's never really, never really went through my head. Hmm. How was school? Did you like school? No, it was awful. Oh, my school was probably the worst part about um, moving to Texas. Um, it was a very, it was in, it was in the hood. So, and I'm not, I'm not a hood kid. I've, I've literally been, um, I've lived in Te- I've lived in Georgia for three, like more than three fourths of my life. Right. And just from that, just change, I didn't. And it didn't sit well with me, and I didn't fit in at all. I only made, like, three friends in that entire school, and there's only one that I still talk to. So, besides it being the hood, like, was it just because, when you say hood, like, we're used to the suburbs and, like, better books, better teachers, or was it with your friends and bullying, was it... Um, like, what was the issue? The building being older, you're used to new stuff. Like, what was it? Um, it was more with the people. 
been anything because I'm I'm completely fine of living uh, of going to schools in like old buildings, old books because well I had to use everything they got, but it was the people. People didn't like me at all. Why? That I just don't know. Because I tried to be friendly, that didn't work. When I tried to be like them, them, that didn't work. So I was just there, I guess. Did you tell your dad then that you didn't tell your mom? Um, I told, I think I told my mom, but I definitely told my dad. And what did he do? Like, were they bullying you? Like, besides being not friendly? Um, did you tell a teacher? Like... Oh, the teachers didn't do anything. When I told them, they barely did anything. Were you being bullied or were they just mean? Um, bullying. It was definitely bullying because I was, I've been, I've been pushed into a table. Um, I've been punched. Um, I've been pushed into a locker. Um, I was thrown, um, my book was thrown on my head. Um... And nobody did anything? Nope. They didn't even get, like, ISS or anything. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, and you had to move back to Texas, and then you were put in this situation, right? Like, what was going through your head? What made you feel like why you had to go there? Was it, you know, was it because of Deja? Was it because of your mom? Was it because of your father? Like, what did you internalize while you were there? It was more my parents because Deja, Deja already, uh, Deja told me directly that um, if she could, she would come out to that school and, like, she would, she would come out to that school and straighten it out. But I felt like I had to stay there for my mom mostly because I don't want to, Put, I didn't want to put any more stress on her. And with my dad, I just didn't I want to put stress on him because he already had, he already had like two, three jobs. He was always gone. It's nothing I could really do. Hmm. So what do you mean putting stress on your mom? Like, what do you, why do you feel that you were there? Well, I I've been told directly, and I knew it. I knew myself that it wasn't because of me. It was um, it wasn't it mostly wasn't because of me. And even if I knew, even if I, I even if they said it wasn't because of me, I still felt like part. I still felt like most of it was me. Why? I mean, uh, I made a lot of mistakes, and I made a lot of mistakes, and I feel like those mistakes were fatal. What kind of mistakes? Um, um, not li not listening to my mom about um some directions she told us about, and just being a nuisance. Why were you being a nuisance, though? Did you think it was going to make your dad come back or them get back together? Like, what was in your head while you were doing it? 
Well, I don't know. I really don't. Because it wasn't because of, it wasn't my dad anymore. It wasn't her anymore. It was just me. How do you feel about your mom and Deja's relationship? Their relationship is it's very broken. It's repairable, but it takes two people. What makes it broken? Um, part of it, part of it, my mom. Well, it's all three. It's all three of them, actually. It was her, my mom, my sister, and my dad. Because my dad, he was manipulative um, towards me and my sister. And what does manipulative mean, King, Mr. 13-year-old? You've been throwing out some words that I, I do not know 13-year-olds use like this on a regular basis. So what, what, what is your interpretation of manipulative? Um, he, twist, he twisted words to where um, he twisted words and he twisted our opinions. Like he would, he would basically feed the fire. So, like, what's an example, like, with the manipulation? Like, what, give me something that he did that manipulated you. Um, so, um, let's take a time where, um, I did something and, um, my mom got on me about it and I was angry. I called my dad. Oh, it was usually yeah, it was usually um I called my dad and he was like he always when I when I would tell him what happened, he was like, Well, well, why is she like that? Why'd she do that? And it would just feed the fire because those are the exact questions that was going on in my head. But he didn't explain to you what you did wrong for her to Nope. Never. Not once. Hmm. So, do you think that's part of the reason there's destruction with Deja and your mom? Absolutely. So, how do you think that that could be fixed? Um. Well, it will take it will take my mom, it will take my sister, and me to tell my dad to just stop, stop, stop it. It's been going on for too long. Have you told him that yourself? I want to, but I haven't really talked to him lately. So, I was talking to your mom earlier, and she told me about this secret phone. So you knew about the secret phone, right? Mm -mm. You didn't know about the secret phone? Mm okay. You sure? Nope. Because I thought you knew about this phone that she was texting on. How did you know that your dad was coming that time in the middle of the night then? I thought she already had a phone. Um, okay. So, why isn't Deja here? She wanted to go back, she wanted to go back to Texas. In your opinion, living in both places, do you think Texas is better for Deja? No, not at all. How do you think Deja was when she was in Texas? She was 
she was definitely happier because she just needed time. She needed time and space away from my mother. But that environment isn't good for her. Mm. Did she have to share a room? Well, at first, yes, she did. Um, but once we moved, no. Okay. If Deja was here, what would you tell Deja? I would ask her why. Why are you so reluctant to with mama? Because I've been, um, it's been hard for me, but I've been starting to open up at, um, these past few years with my mother. But she's just still rock hard. There's just big old wall between her and my mom, and she doesn't want to break it down. And what would you tell your mom? I sincerely do not know because she's done all she can. She's done everything. But just didn't work. Do you think the way you were raised and how you seen and experienced your mother Right, as a single mother, do you think that affected the way you treated your children? Of course. Do you think it was good? Do you think it would been better? Like, what? It was great. Look at my kids. My kids have never gone hungry. My kids have never not had shoes on their feet. They had a roof over their head. They had a mother that was there every day. They physically saw me every day. Right. Whether it was good or bad, chick was there. Um, I was, they went to the best schools, right. diverse schools at that. Um, I mean, they've, they've traveled around the whole entire country. They're, they're, they're well cultured. They're well diverse. They articulate well. They're well mannered. Um, hell yeah, I've done a great job. No, baby. I know you've done a phenomenal job. I tell you, happy Mother's Day, Father's Day, happy every day. Right. You know, Father's Day too, thanks. You know, but... <laughs> What I'm saying is, from the way that you were raised from your mother, do you feel that that toughness that you've gotten from your mother made you be the person that you were for them? Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? And yes. Okay. Because if my mother was not as... And first of all, I I respect and love my mother Mm -hmm. in in a totally different way. And... If it wasn't for those teachings and also my godmother and her teachings, um, I would have not had the mental strength and the physical strength to do it all on my own for all those years right. and to deal with that um, the mental and abuse and the manipulation like that for years. Like it was, if it wasn't for that, it was those early teachings and her being a hard worker where I was able to provide um, above and beyond for my kids and where I was able to show them, you know, different things that I wasn't able, you know, to be able to experience. But yeah, it was, I appreciate the way my my mother and my godmother raised me. 
um, yeah, even like we didn't we didn't have much. Like I I remember, you know, growing up in maybe by high school, our, our home at the point, you know, it became really roach infested, and we didn't really have much. But I didn't know. I know. Yeah. We ate like the same meals every week. But I ate. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I didn't, we didn't have a big home. Right. But I had a home. Right. <laughs> like, what is we, so it's like those type of things, but like, I was very, I'm very grateful for that. Right. My children, <laughs> on the other hand, I don't know, man. I think I, I, I think sometimes we get caught up in trying to give our children the things that we didn't have right. and they kind of lose touch um, with being um, appreciative just for life, being appreciative to be able to breathe, clean air, to be able to have lights, to have food right. and have two parents. They got two parents. Yeah. They are, their parents may be imperfect, but they love them. And that's something I never had. So I think my, my children um, and, and, the, and how I, had, I went about raising them yeah. My mother, yeah, she was a great influence. With I want to take my experience, and, you know, you've had your own experience with your own mm-hmm. ex-husband. Like, Lord Jesus. I think <laughs> I think we need to get into a better place of healing altogether. Mm-hmm. I think that black men need to be held more accountable. They mm-hmm. also need to be more of a, a protector. Yeah. Um, of their their wives, their mothers, their daughters, and they need to get more in tune with their own feelings and their own emotions, because when they are not, that creates the 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 man being absent in the home. And there are a lot of homes now that do not have a black man in the house. Mm-hmm. And I tried it, but you see, you see, mine didn't work out um, at all for it, not for my doing, but. You, 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 it, we have to get to the point of where we're, we're being partners now. Right. And a black woman doesn't have to always just be so strong. And then a black man isn't, he's not succumbing to the system. Um, or he's not being honest and he's not being faithful and he's not being loyal. Like we have to really get to the other side of healing. And it starts with accountability. Yeah. You got to be accountable for your actions I'm in your own feelings and your own emotions and start to self-heal before you start loving on somebody else and before you start procreating with somebody else because now we're just going to create more damage and we got to stop this generational curse. So my goal, and I'm going to continue to create those conversations with my children, and hey, maybe one day my daughter will be open and that wall will come down. Junior, my son, his walls will come down. Yeah. But with Deja, I'm I'm still I'm still hopeful, and it, it it will only work in that situation if her dad has an honest conversation about his role in breaking up his family. Let me ask you this last question, and this is totally off topic, but it kind of fits, right? Which would you have preferred? Because my ex husband, when he we broke up, he just bounced. Right. You know, and my kids, This I have three children. I have two that's biologically mine, one that's not. But there's their brother. They feel like he left them. 
Right. right. So would you have preferred him just leaving? Or even though we don't agree with how he's fighting, at least he's still fighting for the relationship, the family. Which one would you have preferred, though? I don't See, know. See, my, my, my ex-husband was fighting for security. Mm. He was just fighting for safety. But my ex-husband didn't protect my feelings. He didn't protect me. He didn't pour into me. He didn't um, uplift me. I didn't get anything positive from being with that person. I'm so for the kids, though. Like, him fighting for the kids. He, he could still do that. What That has nothing to do with me. Which way would you prefer, though? The fight or the leave? Now that I'm out of it, I would have preferred him just to have been gone. Because if you can't be around and just bring positive positivity, love, and light, and not burdens and guilt, like we're supposed to make your life okay, I, we don't know. Your children weren't supposed to be, they weren't supposed to experience that. They're not supposed to know when you're going through it. No. That's not what they're supposed to, that's, that's not right. No, and I think men just need to figure that out. And I'm happy we're having this conversation because it's not really a healthy balance. There's some men that are there, and after the breakup, it's good. But it's like what I've seen with a lot of men. If they break up, there's a, they're fighting you, and they're, or they just leave. And I think if we can just gain that like healthy a good, relationship. A healthy balance. Yeah. It starts with friendship, yeah. which is something I wanted with my ex-husband because... I didn't have the which is why I did not mind helping him, like and, and helping him kind of try to find his way after he messed up. Because that's what you're supposed to do for, right. for family, basically. Like you're supposed to kind of just help them find their way. Like that's just and I've done that in many ways, not just with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that um it it just it it didn't work because it's it, it takes two people. It it takes a certain yeah. type of individuals in this dynamic for that to work and again we have to get to the other side of healing yeah the accountability for your actions and understanding your emotions and your mental health like it's on you to make you happy nobody else and when you when you come together as a whole individual that unit can work yeah if not it's, it's not going to work so it's, it's not up to somebody else to make you happy and when you make a mistake you made the mistake. Let's pray for partnership for the future. Let's pray for partnerships. Strong partnerships. Yeah. So I speak strong partnerships and everybody who's watching this video, I speak it over your life and I and I pray that it manifests uh, for you. Yeah, not yeah. just in the man and woman and friendships with your children. We just need strong partnerships. Yeah. I think the world would be a lot better. It starts with honesty. Be honest with yourself. First steps at men. Yep. And then figure out a way to be better. That's all. High five, friend. High five for being better. Go ahead, girl. Because I know I am. I know. I'm like, mom, I look like girl magic right now. <laughs> right, right. Don't we look cute when I raise and stuff? I know. <sighs> all right. Cut.